Outside Westminster, Chapter 127, Loons and Other Egypts. Mandy was mad. The PM's daughter was causing a fuss about nothing and was giving him, and therefore Mandy herself, an almighty headache. Why does she feel the need to join that ridiculous organisation? I mean, can't she just get real, get off that arse of hers and get a proper job? Mandy complained. Well, she is still my daughter and she's been through a lot, what with the divorce and all that, retorted Potty. Many go through much worse. It's hardly a refugee camp she's been living in. I mean, Sophia and her family idolise her, so she's hardly been starved of love and affection, said Mandy, who simply couldn't understand how anyone as privileged simply couldn't get a grip. I know, she's teamed up with other like-minded, supposedly free-thinking females to form a platform called Limitless. God knows what their agenda is, but I think shock tactics might be one of them, said Potty, continuing. I mean, have you seen their latest posts? I have, and thank heavens I'd foregone breakfast. I nearly had to reach for the sick bucket. Have they any idea what they sound like, let alone look like? Well, that's what I mean. Their mantra is, we have the right. The right to say and do exactly what they want. No limitations, Potty explained. That's all fine and well, but that's going to get them in a lot of hot water. Can't Sophia talk sense into her? I think she's just a bit too close and doesn't want to upset her precious child, added Potty. Well, sometimes these Egypt girls need a shock. An almighty kick up their well-cushioned derrieres is exactly what might sort them out, Mandy said, lips curling at the thought of how she'd like to perform that task. Well, she mustn't be allowed to spoil our happiness, my sweet. That's the bottom line. Pardon me for continuing the pun, quipped Potty, fondling Mandy's neat posterior. Who else is in this group? Mandy asked. Not sure, said Potty, but I think that Ponce, Alex McCampbell's Pixie, Malcolm Goss's Trixie, and that TV carman, you know, Geoffrey Loons's Gossamer. God, they sound like a troop of circus animals. Who dreamt up their names? It's almost cruel, noted Mandy. Anyway, think we need to keep an eye open for any obvious media elephant traps on that issue, continued Mandy. Easy to fall into one such snare. Too right, Potty agreed. I'll make sure Sophia keeps me up to date with their antics so we can stay one step ahead. Talking about adolescent weirdos, any news on that new special advisor? questioned Mandy. I mean, he must have hit the record by being in all the papers within a week of starting. Potty had to admit that he didn't know, as he'd been out of the office so much that week. He'd asked Ben on Monday. Which is what he did, to find that said weirdo had spouted his Nazi views in public, which had caused the penning of the articles Mandy had read. Can't he keep his extremist views to himself, Potty said to Ben, followed by a hasty, You did interview him, didn't you? And had him vetted too, I do hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, again. I'm not a complete moron, stated Ben, yawning widely at the sheer boredom he was feeling being questioned like this. Just checking, only we can do without too many sensational headlines this week, if that's possible, pleaded Potty, who could feel there was a slight growing sense of unease amongst grassroots party members about Ben's continuing bullish behaviour. Just keep your head down and follow the plan, Potty added. 
You mean the plan drawn up by me, added Ben sarcastically, like some point-scoring petulant teenager. Potty had walked off, pretending to be distracted and therefore not hearing Ben's last comment. He had complained about the severity of Ben's proposed axings, but to no avail. Ben had made his mind up, and Mr Nice Guy, Hamid Jamid, had to go. They needed someone like Erosh Butt in post to uncomplainingly guide through the drastic spending plans ahead. Hospitals, bridges, trains, nurses, policemen, all had to be paid for, and they needed someone who'd release plenty of cash to cover the enormous expense. Jamid, they'd both agreed, was just too timid and cautious.' 